0: What's up, y'all? It's your girl, Cornelia, back with another episode of Black News, a podcast where we break down current events, hot topics, and local stories involving Black people. Now let's get into it. Rap beef has been a thing since the beginning of the genre, right? People been beefing in rap since Roxanne Shantae was out here shading the other Shantae's. Like, you know, this has been a staple in hip hop. It has gone very extreme in some instances. But when you talk about hip hop and you talk about the genre of rap, you gonna know about some beef. And even thinking about it and talking it through, I wonder... If there is like true rock and roll beef or country music beef, is there other genre beef? And I'm not saying this to be like black people, we be doing. I ain't one of them people when it come to rap. Okay. Spirited competition is just, it's good for the culture when it's safe and contained. But before I even continue on, I wonder if there has been like real pop beef. Like was Madonna dropping bars and um lucky star targeted at cindy lopper like was they really going was it like that you know what i'm saying like was the beatles sunning rolling uh, the rolling stones in their music If so, put me on. I will be excited to to hear it. And I'm pretty sure I will venture off to say they probably had rock beef because them rockers used to be crazy. They used to be on that book of sugar. They used to be on that powder. Okay. So they probably was. Who knows? It was the 80s were wild, man. The 80s and the 90s were wild. I digress. The point of this first topic is there has been another rap beef that has emerged. This time it is between... um, Nicki Minaj and Meg the stallion. I don't know where it started. I don't know all of the backstory. I just know in Megan's recent song titled hiss that came out, there were some, some bars or some lyrics that people assumed were targeted towards other people within the industry. With that said, there was, um, a onslaught of tweets in posts from Nikki addressing what was said and 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 just going going on and on like I'm whatever but the point of this is that has turned into a diss track being released as a clapback now I'm not going to get into like the the deep dive as far as she said this, and it was the bars was like this, and it's because you married and you be doing this, and you slept with it. I'm not even gonna go on that. I for reasons I'm really not gonna go. You ain't, allegedly okay? People be listening to the podcast, and I ain't got time for my own beef. Okay, I'm just giving y'all the facts and stating that this is currently happening in case you missed out. But also because I saw some people on social media. And I feel like it's new rap listeners. Like if you, I'm i I'm personally a hip hop snob, meaning I will not participate in rap debates with people who just started listening to rap music in like, oh, one. Okay. If you just got to the genre when book bag rap came out, I'm not, I'm really not, I'm not going to have debates. If your database of hip hop is not big enough the snobbery in me will not allow myself to have rap hip hop genre debates. I'll respect your opinion, but to an extent, okay? Though to an extent, and again, that's just me being an a hole. We all got a hole tendencies in certain areas. When it comes to the genre of hip hop, I am an a hole. Not to say I'm an a-hole to the extent where I can't I can't name out every rapper and every rap song that ever existed. I have genres within sub-genres within rap and hip hop that I gravitate towards, um, which could some people could say disqualifies me from having from, from having that big of a voice because I liked bricks in the trunk rap. Okay, got like down south rap. So. I I didn't have the the page boy. I wasn't a page boy conscious rap fan. I respected it, but I wasn't deep into that. So people could criticize my takes in general, but I saw people tweeting saying something like this ain't what rap is. And we got to come together. We got to come together as a people. We got to, we got to, we got to unite. And I'm glad people jumped in with the responses and tried to give some history about hip-hop and where we have been. But for the sake of conversations, on Black News Today, let's quickly highlight some of the infamous rap beefs that have went down over time. Now, I'm not going to go back all the way to... Like the 80s, I'm sure Grandmaster Flash and them had beef with somebody. I'm not going that deep back, I'm just gonna talk about the notable ones, highlight those, whether I remember them or not. Because some of these I had to, I did a quick Google search, like, oh shoot, they were beefing, or I forgot about that. But for the sake of that conversation, who else done had beef within the culture? Now, of course, the most notable beef which was the most tragic even though as we have aged and and more information has come out the result wasn't necessarily tied to this specific beef it was tied to other things and other circumstances that went down but when we talk about rap beef biggie and tupac is at the top of the list and i'm not gonna rank the rest of these in order that i feel like a severity or importance or any of that i'm just starting with this one because When you talk about rap beef, Biggie and Tupac, that turned into a whole East Coast versus West Coast conflict uh, and that that we're still seeing play out today, not in regards to the beef, but the result of that. We're still we're still dealing with who did what and why they did it and where they at right now. And I don't even honestly know where the remember where the Biggie and the Tupac beef started. I just remember being a young girl in middle and high school. All of a sudden being obsessed watching Yo! MTV Raps and Rap City The Basement and trying to piece together what was going on pre-social media. But wherever you stood on the, the side of that, that's where you stood at the time. Tupac, of course, West Coast. Tupac was started the beef with before he got to death row. Then when he got to death row, he looped everybody in else with the beef. It was Snoop Dogg, Dr. Dre. Everybody was, was engulfed in that. Biggie, of course, was aligned with Bad Boy. And if you was in Bad Boy, you was anti-West Coast. East Coast I ain't got no love for Dr. Dre and Snoop Dogg. Snoop Dogg said it at the Source Awards. This beef was widespread. And again, we saw the result. Not necessarily of this beef, but it, I believe it probably it played in the part of, of everything that went down, which was extremely unfortunate. Other beef, Jay-Z and Oz. Jay-Z and Oz, we was, we. hey, I had a car and bills when they was beefing, okay? I was locked in, tuned in. You dropped, ether dropped, um, freaking, um, uh, the take, takeover. I'm talking about, I was involved in the beef. That was some good beef. It got, it got ugly. Now it got nasty. People's babies, moms, and them was mentioned. It was nasty. Some people got called out their name. but it, hey, I was locked in going back a little further. Ice Cube beef with everybody who was left over in N.W.A. Ice Cube left N.W.A. He left Ruthless Records and Ice Cube, No Vaseline, everybody that was still with N.W.A. N.W.A. also had had some bars and some songs, but people l- remember most about that Ice Cube versus situation. No Vaseline. Jumping a little forward after that, look him. Lil' Kim had brat beef with Foxy Brown, Eve. Not to, even Foxy wasn't teamed up, but it was different times where Kim was beefing with everybody. Later on, Kim was beefing with Nikki. Brat beef. Listen, you in the sport of rap, you gonna be beefing, damn it. Kim was also later beefing. Oh no, sorry, that was Nicki with Remy, with Remy Ma. But I, I digress. Other beefs. Drake and Pusha Terrence, Pusha T, that was a good time for us. We got some good music. We also found out that Drake had a child. We didn't know that until Pusha T told us. We didn't know. I remember I was driving. I was in San Diego performing, driving to a comedy show from L.A. And y'all know when it's traffic, that drive from L.A. to to San Diego, it can be about three and a half hours when it's normal. normally should be two. But I was in traffic. I heard the song. I had to pull over. Okay, I had to pull the car over to hear it again. Drake also beef with Meek Mill. 50 Cent beef with Ja Rule. That was, hey, Ja Rule was was doing a lot of singing. We was having a good time. Every thug needs a lady. Here come 50 Cent. Shut shut Ja Rule all the way down. And in turn, he started singing. Hey, it's a cycle. LL Cool J at one time was beefing with can- cannabis. Now, I personally didn't remember this. I looked this up. I think I was just busy being like f- having fun in school. I didn't I don't remember this at all. So I, I I briefly remember hearing somebody talk about it, but I was not tuned in that it had nothing to do with me. OK, I was not in, involved. Also, same with Ice Cube in common. Apparently they had beef. Mm-mm. I had other obligations. I wasn't I didn't really care but also most notably and most recently, Gucci Mane and Jeezy. And we saw them, I won't say come together, but have some sort of moment a few years ago when we were still watching and tuned in to verses when there was the Gucci Mane versus Jeezy verses. And it was tense, but at the end, they performed, I believe, so icy together. So they, something, we made amends. Then also can't forget about T.I. and the late great Shawty Lo. That was a beef. I don't know where a lot of these originated, but I do know these rap beefs presented themselves in songs, clapbacks, back and forth where people sided with who they were going to side with. And at some point people kind of declare the stance like this person is a better MC, a better rapper, a better artist. So it is just a part of rapping and a part of the spirit of hip hop. It's listen, it's 50 years of hip hop. We people are going to be beefing. I just hope that we continue to keep it contained, keep it keep it cute. Don't ruin your opportunities, your endorsements. Don't put yourself in a bad situation because of some beef. But in order to prove your stripes or to earn your stripes rather. Hey, you sometimes you got to go in on somebody. So, I respect I respect the the art form. I'm I'm here to listen and consume whether whether I like the music or not. That hey, we all we all a critic, we all a star, okay? I'm just going to keep on listening and I'm hoping that y'all do the same. What do y'all think about this though? What is to you the most notable rap beef? Like which rap beef do you think of? You like, yeah, that's the one out of this list that I just named the ones for me that always stand out and forever will stand out. Biggie Biggie and Pac, Nas and Jay-Z, Drake and Pusha T. Them the ones, when you talk about rap beef, those are the ones that I'm going to always go to. Let me know what you think, though. Hit me up. You can find me at Canelia on social media. I would like to spend just a little bit of time talking about two movies that I saw recently. That I, one, of course, highly recommend you go see. But two... I just want to praise just some damn good movies. We hear a lot of chatter. And when I say we, if y'all don't be hearing it, thank goodness. Because I'll take, our shoulder being the only one that's annoyed. Okay. Y'all know we always or often hear people complaining about the types of movies for and starring or that are considered black movies that are stereotypical and the same old same old y'all know what I'm talking about people why we always gotta have slave movies why we always gotta be downtrodden why can't we have something that's catered towards us whatever type of movie personally I don't necessarily buy into that because one I don't have a problem with slave movies because people don't be reading and a lot of people don't learn information inside a book so how else are certain people going to learn about the topic because now they're taking it out of schools so if we don't got the movies we damn sure ain't gonna know nothing I'm not talking about us because we've done the reading y'all know how I am about the reading but I'm not one of those people but I also know and see firsthand that when there are Movies that are different from what people claim Hollywood is feeding us—we don't support it. What was that movie about the black violinist from back in the, like the eighteen hundred something? Chevrolet? What well, I think it was called Chevrolet. Ain't nobody went to see that damn movie. Before Jonathan Majors got yammed up in all of this trouble, Devotion was out. People that I know, I ain't see Devotion because I couldn't actually. It ain't on the streaming platforms, Okay. But people who saw Devotion said it was a great movie. You know what? Y'all ain't going to see Devotion either. Book a clearance out right now and people aren't going to see it. So I would challenge us to think about those conversations that we start or that we participate in, or that we have that talk about how Hollywood ain't making this or that. Because when Hollywood does make it, we don't support it especially considering how hard it is to make a movie and to get it made as a black person or person of color in general. But with that said, Ava DuVernay wrote and directed Origin, which she financed outside of the studio system, got a lot of independent investors to fund the film, which is why personally, I feel like it got shunned from the awards, uh, the award circuit, because one thing that Hollywood don't want to get used to or want people to get used to, or and one thing Hollywood doesn't like is people finding a way to not need them. And awards do award traditional Hollywood systems. So I am not surprised that that didn't get scooped up in the awards, uh, a hoopla because it should have Origin is one of the best movies that I have seen in a very long time. I'm going to say it again. Origin is one of the best movies that I have seen in a very long time. And I don't necessarily consider myself a movie buff. I like to learn and I like to be entertained. It don't take much for me to have an enjoyable experience in a movie. I do have movies that I just don't like. That weren't my, my favorite. But I like to learn and I like to be entertained. In origin, I won't even say entertain as like in a jolly way, but that movie moved me. I was so, and I am still so moved by that movie. Now, if you're familiar with act structures and, and how movies are set up uh, structurally, it does not follow the traditional setup. You know, act one, act two, act three, all of these things. This movie is based on the nonfiction book Cast by Isabel Wilkerson. She was the author of Warmth of Other Suns. She's a Pulitzer Prize winner. Cast was one of the top rated nonfiction books of, I believe, 2021 or 2022, whichever year that was or 2020, maybe. But essentially cast in case you have not read it, one, get it from your library because it's free. Y'all know I'm talking about them library apps or buy it. It's a well worth it. It's a big book and it's a lot of information and data. But it essentially talks about a lot of times we feel like the discrimination and the, and the things that are happening to black people and spe- specifically are because of racism. And while that can be true in certain cases, there is a thing called caste. That is the underbelly of all of that, that actually connects black people in the black experience in America to other groups of people, such as uh, Jewish people, specifically during the Holocaust and Indians. Um, specifically around their caste and hierarchy structure within their own culture. And that is the underlying theme and the tie that connects all of these experiences that can explain why we have all dealt with similar situations. But in some cases, race doesn't apply because they're all the same race. So with that concept in mind, you think, how the hell are you going to make a movie about this? Well cast was written by Isabel Wilkerson and in the book she basically kind of goes on a journey and explores all of these themes and these thoughts and talks about her experiences and, and weaves it all together well Anjanue Ellis Taylor plays Isabel Wilkerson in the movie and she basically and I believe I saw it in an interview where Ava DuVernay was saying this she's like uh, like an Indiana Jones type where She's um, where Indiana Jones was on the quest always for like some type of treasure or things. Hers was to weave together this story and this idea and to explore it and to find the evidence to, to show that it's true. So with that, as the viewer, we were, we were shown and examined the situation where Trayvon Martin was murdered by George Floyd. And it originally, started off with that concept of that can't be necessarily racism only because George Zimmerman was a lot, was a Hispanic man protecting an affluent white community that he didn't even really have ties to, or really didn't belong to per se. What was it that made George Zimmerman feel like he had the authority or should take on the mantle of following and killing a black boy in a neighborhood that wasn't even his. It also, and I mentioned the, the Jewish experience in the Holocaust, it talked about how cat, the caste system was the underbelly of that, even to the extent of Nazis used Jim Crow and used racial practices and segregation and discrimination in America as an example on how to pull off what they pulled off in Nazi Germany. They literally used what was happening here and said, oh, yeah, great. We can use this here to do what we're going to do. And in some cases, they didn't really lean on this in the movie heavily in the books, They, more, they did more so in the book. Some of the practices that were happening here to, to black Americans, the Nazis said were too extreme. They said some of this was too extreme for them to do in Nazi Germany and they were going to pull back. So that tells you about what we was over here going through when the Nazis said, you know what, that might be a little too much. They doing the most. OK, we don't gonna stick to this. It was still horrible. They also explored the different hierarchies in the caste system within India because they're all Indian. It's it's not racism. It's about social and class hierarchy where they even have a class of citizens that they used to call the untouchables that were uh, you couldn't even interact. And the kids couldn't even literally touch them because it would it would it would um it would lessen your status. So all of these within this movie was weaved together with Anjanou Ellis starring John Bernthal, Nisi Nash, and it just told these beautiful stories and used real life situations and things that actually happened in history to tell this and to weave it all together. I was so moved. I highly recommend this movie. If you got kids, if you have teenagers, If you like to learn or if you know somebody who needs to learn and they're not going to pick up a book and learn it, turn this movie on. Even if you are just a citizen of the world, especially in the United States, watch this damn movie. When I tell y'all, I am so moved. Oh, my God. Ten stars. Highly recommend. And I don't want to keep going on and on and on, on and on, but that's literally... That movie ended and everybody was just sitting in the theaters. It's one of those movies where it, it hits you. It impacts you so much that you sit with it. Literally people were just sitting there. We know ain't nothing going to come up and show up in the credits. They're just, this ain't no Marvel movie. This is not Black Panther too. Okay. We knew wasn't going to be no end credit scene, but literally everybody was just sitting there because the movie was so moving. I was so moved. Anywho, Okay. Next American fiction. Another example. We talk about we ain't no black movies that aren't slave movies. American fiction is one of the best movies that I have seen. The fact that we got these two movies at the same time, ugh, chef's kiss. So, American fiction stars Jeffrey Wright, it has Erica Alexander. Shout out to Maxine Shaw, attorney in law case. Okay, good to see her back on screen in that capacity. Tracy Ellis Ross, Sterling K. Brown delivered a beautiful performance. Issa Rae is in it. I mean, this cast is, is well put together. It is a story about and it's based on an actual book that was written, I believe, in the 80s or 90s. Don't quote me. It's called Erasure. But essentially, there is an author who writes beautiful work. He's a black man, but nobody is buying his his books. He is then tasked or or feels like he needs to try to stick it to the man or show people how ridiculous it is because they want black stories. So he writes a very stereotypical book and lo and behold, white people want to buy it. They're really interested in the story. They're excited about it. They want to turn it into a movie. So he goes through this internal and outward uh, struggle, internal struggle and outward struggle, dealing with the fact that this book that he wrote as a joke and as something to stick it to is actually selling. And it goes against everything that he personally personally believes in as a black man and for black people, whether his ideals or thoughts around it are incorrect or correct, because that's a whole nother underlying um, discovery that personally we need to, to to grapple with right what's stereotypical is it actually bad for our community what if people actually live those lives we can't tell their stories but is it going to do harm for the masses is it going to have white people looking at us a certain way but what's wrong with that if that's actually how people live but then we don't want them to think that we want us to, want them to think of us as more we want ourselves to think of us as more but then we can't ignore a whole a, a whole set of the population so it's just this Really beautiful exploration about blackness and how we are seen in the world and what some of us do in order to make it sell books or to you know just get our foot in the door it has some story uh different themes about family and um you know black wealth and success. It's just a really well done movie. Highly recommend. Those are two movies that star black people tell black stories that are not the quote stereotypical movies that people been saying that they don't want to watch anymore that we should actively support. I know origin was on a limited run. It was on that like that awards circuit round where they had short like a small theater run. But now it has opened up to, I believe, six to seven hundred theaters. So ain't no excuses about it ain't not being in your city. American fiction, I believe it was the same. But it doesn't it's not in a gazillion movies. It ain't going to be like Iron Man 3 where you can go literally throw a rock and you in the movie theater. You got to seek this out. And I highly recommend it. These two movies, especially now I have not seen a book of clearance because I'm, I'm going to go see it. I just needed to find the time and any other good black movie that's out right now. I already saw the color purple, so I'm a support and I'm going to do my part. Y'all going to do y'all's make sure you do the same, but hit me up. Let me know if you've seen either of those, these two movies, if you're planning to go see it, or if you just have questions about it, because again, I highly recommend both. Let me know your thoughts though. You can find me at Canelia on social media. On this week's episode, we talked about the genre of hip hop and some of the most notorious rap beefs that we've seen in our lifetime or in the span of the last 50 years. We also talked about two movies that I highly recommend everybody see. One is Origin and the other is American Fiction. Hit me up and let me know your thoughts about all of these topics, some or none, and I'll check back with you guys next time. That's it for this week's episode of Black News, y'all. Thanks again for supporting the podcast by sharing, liking, subscribing, and rating five stars on your favorite podcast app. To find more information about me, you can check me out at at @canelia on social media as well as on my website, which is canelia.com. And as always, thanks for supporting and I'll be back next week with new topics and a new episode.